Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 23rd, 2023. If you're new here, if you've never heard me before, what I do every morning on this thing called Today's Word, which I've been doing now for 26 years. Now, not the video portion. The video portion is about 13 years old. But um, yeah, 26 years of doing Today's Word. What I do every morning is we go to a passage, we read the passage, and then we break it down. And I ask the question, so what does this mean for you today? We turn the corner from information to application. What we want is for our learning from the Bible to turn into living so that we could be the men and women that God has called us to be. Right now, we're studying the parables of Jesus. This is part 83 of the series on the parables of Jesus. There's a lot of parables. Right now, we're looking at the parable of the rich fool. We've been looking at it for a while. I'm probably going to move on from it this week. But the title of today's message is this, True Wealth Versus Earthly Riches. This is a this is a very important message for us because we can get so caught up sometimes with earthly things that we fail to remember true riches. Money is the least of all riches in the kingdom of God. So I'm going to talk about true wealth, wealth versus earthly riches. I want you to open up your heart now to get ready to receive the word. All right, so true wealth versus earthly riches. Put in the chat, I pursue true wealth. Before we get into the parable, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year. It's a scripture that I church, my church, we've been meditating on all year because we believe that 2023 was supposed to be a season of refreshing and restoring for us, and, and it has been that. But this is a scripture we've been meditating on. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So if there's an area of your life or your heart that has dried up, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you and to drench it again. Say amen to that. So uh, we've been looking at Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21, but this is the context is uh, 13 through 15. That's like the setup. So in 13 through 15, someone in the crowd came to Jesus and said, teacher, teacher, my brother has this inheritance, and I want you to tell my brother to divide his inheritance with me. And Jesus replied, well, who appointed me the judge or the arbitrator here? Why are you asking me? But he said, listen, I sense in your heart that you're full of greed. <laughs> so he says, watch out, be on guard against all sorts of greed because life does not consist in just the abundance of earthly possessions. And then he went on to teach this parable. He said, let me give you a story about this rich fool. He said, the ground of a certain man yielded an abundant harvest. And so he thought to himself, well, what am I going to do? I have no place to put all my stuff. I have so much stuff that my barns are overflowing and I have no place to put all my, I have no place to put all my stuff. So he said, this is what I'm going to do. I will, I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And then I'm going to have so much grain and then there's going to be a surplus. And then I'm going to have so much stuff that I'm going to say to myself, oh my God, I am going to walk over to the mirror and say to myself, self, you have plenty of stuff. And since you have plenty of, you've laid up stuff for years. Now it's time for you and I, self, to just take it easy and sit back and eat and drink and be merry. <laughs> and the Lord said to him, you fool, this very night, your soul will be required 
of you. And then what's going to happen to all that stuff that you stored up? This is how it's going to be, Jesus said, for anyone who just stores up stuff for themselves, but is not rich towards God. If you want to store up stuff, you make sure that your heart is rich towards God. What does this mean for you today? I have six things to share with you in this morning. Six. So I want you to open up your heart to receive. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions and six things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right, here we go. Number one, the danger of self-centeredness. Put in the chat, I will not be self-centered. Put in the chat, I am God-centered, not self-centered. So I often say that there's two primary ways to live. I do these little one-minute clip, one-minute videos, and I think I did one on Saturday talking about two primary ways to live. Either you can rely on yourself, right? And so you could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, but still be depressed and full of depression and despair, battling thoughts of suicide because you're relying on yourself, human power, human ability, human strength, or you can rely on God, right? God is your source. He's your center and circumference, your base and your boundary, your balance and your beauty. You can rest in God, knowing that God is on you and in you and with you and for you, and then you can live the grace life. So I live by grace. I'm living by the grace of God. I'm not relying just on me. I'm relying on the grace of God that's on my life. So there's two ways to live. The rich fool was self-centered. He was definitely relying on himself. If you read that passage, it was I and my, right? And me, and it's me, myself, and I. I this is what I'm going to do. Look at all the stuff I got, you know, all of this stuff. He was self-centered. He didn't even consider God. He didn't even consider others. He had all this stuff. And at no point does he say, okay, God, what do you want me to do with it? At no point did he say, you know what? This is too much for me. How about I can be a blessing to other people? No, he was not focused on others. He was not focused on God. He was only focused on self. Self-centeredness will make you make your life all about you. And while this may stroke your ego, and there's a lot of people out there that want their ego to be stroked, it can also lead to spiritual and mental isolation and, and a lack of fulfillment. So there are many people that get all this stuff because they think that if I accumulate all this stuff, I'm going to be happy. And then when they get it, they're still not happy because they realize that life consists of more than just material possessions, which is what Jesus is teaching in this parable. They can have, they can be in the midst of abundance and feel isolated and all alone because now they realize that life is bigger than just this stuff. Many people accumulate things and once they're there, that's when they really battle thoughts of depression because they thought they think I thought this stuff was going to make me happy, but they have a hole in their heart. We were all born with a hole in our heart that only the Holy Spirit can fill. So we have to encounter God. We we need to come in contact with Jesus. We must be born again so that the Holy Spirit can fill that hole and then we can experience true peace. If you are self-centered, if you live your life just for you, you're going to miss out on the opportunity and the blessing of being a blessing to other people. There's true joy that comes from considering others. Your purpose, God's purpose for your life is always going to be about somebody else, not about you, because God is always focused on others, not focused on self. I told you that agape, God is agape love, and the opposite of God's love is selfishness. And so God is never going to want you to live your life just all about you. The reason why God tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves is because he is emphasizing community and connection. Put in the chat, I'm supposed to have community and connection. I'm supposed to be connected to other people because life, I find my fulfillment in life by being connected to other people. You get, when you minister to other people out of, out of your overflow, you have an overflow of love, grace, mercy, peace, 
wisdom, understanding, knowledge, experience, and you flow and money, and you flow that to other people and you minister to others out of your overflow, you get a sense of fulfillment that you cannot feel any other way. But if you're self-centered, then you're making your life all about you and you can lose everything in a moment. This guy lost everything in a moment because his life was all about him. Put in the chat, I will not make that mistake. Your life needs to be about God. And if your life is about God, he will make your life about others. Say amen to that. When you know that you're blessed and you're good, you then live your life to be a blessing to other people. Say this, I am blessed to be a blessing. Say amen to that. All right, number two, the illusion of control. Some people have the illusion of control. They think that they have it all under control. They think that they're, that, oh, I got this thing, right? You know, it's me, I, me myself, and I, right? And they, they think that they have it all under control. The devil will attempt to get you to forget that there's a God. The devil wants you to make your life so much about you and your selfish desires that you forget that there is a God and you are ultimately accountable to him. Put in the chat, I am accountable to God. Ultimately, you and I, all of us, we will be held accountable to God. So there's a God, I'm not him, and I'm accountable to him. The rich fool believed that he had everything under his control, that he had a great future coming up, that he had accumulated all of this stuff, that now he had he had years of ease coming up. He was about to eat and drink and be merry and chill. What am I going to do with all this stuff? You know. And so he forgot that there's a God that you're accountable to. Life is unpredictable. You can be here to, the Bible says life is a vapor. You can be here today and gone today. So we are not in control. This is a reminder of God's sovereignty. We got to remember that there's a God. Our plans must always be submitted to God and his will and his direction. We must always be open to God and whatever he wants to do. Wealth and possessions is great, but it can give you a false sense of security if you put your security in that right? You are not in control. Many people forget that that once you accumulate earthly possessions, you got to, that's fine, just as long as your heart is right towards God. But if you, if you accumulate earthly possessions and you shift your confidence from God to the stuff, then you get, then that's a warning. The, the parable of the rich fool is a warning against that because if you place your confidence in stuff instead of in God, at the end, you're not going to like the results. So, as a believer, we got to recognize who God is. He is the Lord of our lives. As a believer, we should get up every morning with a, an attitude of gratitude and humility and grace. And as a believer, we should submit to God and whatever he wants to do with whatever he's put in our hands. And so we're yielded to him in every way. That way we could be rich towards God and then we can be rich in earthly possessions as well. So enter every day acknowledging two things. Number one, there is a God. Number two, I am not him. <laughs> Say amen to that. Number three, earthly wealth is temporary. So the rich, the rich fool here had wealth, but this wealth couldn't save him from death. His possessions were left behind. I like when God said, well, you rich fool, listen, you fool, this very night, your soul is going to be required of you. Then what's going to happen to all that stuff? You can't take it with you. This parable challenges us to think about why we are accumulating. Now, I'm not saying don't accumulate. There's lots of Bible evidence for it. The Bible says that a, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, right? So a good, a good man leaves an inheritance for your grandchildren. So I'm not saying don't store up. 
The Bible says that if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. So, as, so I'm not saying like you should manage your earthly resources in such a way to where you leave a legacy for your generation, for the generations to come. There's biblical evidence for that. That's not what I'm saying, but it challenges us this parable to remember that our confidence can't be in stuff. Our confidence has has to be in God. So earthly treasures can be lost and stolen and all of that. Especially if you've been dealing with the market over the last few days, you, uh, last few years, you know how how volatile that is. That that's been. But the true value of your life and of your purpose and of your spirit it cannot be measured in earthly possessions. It's a spiritual thing. It's it goes beyond material wealth. So you should learn how to yes manage whatever God blesses you to manage, but make sure that your heart is right towards God so you could be rich towards God, investing in things that have eternal value, investing in things that will outlive you, leaving a legacy of righteousness, leaving a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. If you're born again, you're living in two realms at the same time. You're, you are living in a natural realm and a spiritual realm at the same time. Put in the chat, I'm living in two realms at the same time. So if you understand that I'm living in two realms at the same time, I am on earth, but how am I supposed to live on earth? Well, as it is in heaven. So I'm supposed to be on earth, but this is how Jesus lived. He was on earth, but he got his orders from headquarters every day. And so he was looking up, getting his orders from headquarters, say, I get my orders from headquarters. And then now I am on the earth, but this is how I live my life. I live my life from heaven to earth. That way I can bring this is what I'm praying. This is the pattern. Our father, I'm coming to him as a father. He's my daddy. Uh, he's not some disconnected God. I'm a son, right? And you are in heaven and I'm not. And so I'm going to worship you. Hallowed be thy name. But this is what, I, what I'm going to pray. For your kingdom to come and your will to be done. Where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. So my focus is whatever I see on heaven, I'm praying for that to be manifested on the earth. And I'm living from earth to heaven, manifesting heaven on earth on a daily basis. Say amen to that. I don't live my life focused on going to heaven someday. I'm living my life bringing heaven to the earth every day. Say amen to that, right? So now when I'm living my life from heaven to the earth, then my focus is going to be spiritual. I'm not going to be attached to earthly things. God, I'm, 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 I'm quick to do whatever God wants me to do with earthly possessions. I'm not attached to it. My heart is not in it. My heart is in heaven. And so whatever God wants me to do on the earth, I'm bringing heaven to the earth. And, and, and God can tell me, give this away. Give this away. Why? Because God is God and I'm living my life from heaven to the earth. I can give stuff away because I don't have the fear of running out. I have faith in running over. Heaven never runs out. But if I live my life from earth to heaven, now I'm living my life just, I'm born again, but I'm car, I'm a carnal Christian. I'm born again, but my focus is on earth, not on heaven. I'm born again, and I'm just accumulating things down here. And, and that way, if you live that way, you can be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and be so carnal that you don't hear the voice of God. You could be so carnal that you're not connected to the Holy Spirit. You could be so carnal that you get so caught up in stuff that one day your soul will be required of you and you, you will still go to heaven if you're born again, but then you're going to realize that you wasted your whole life never doing what God told you to do because you were not focused on heaven. You were focused on earth. <sighs> Put in the chat, say, that will not be me. Glory to God. Number four, Jesus. That was some good stuff right there. Number four, the misunderstanding of true security. Let me talk about being secure. Say this, say, I am secure 
in God. The, the rich fool thought he was secure because he had a lot of stuff. He thought he was secure because he had earthly wealth. No, true security comes from your relationship with God. True security comes from placing your trust in him, not in our earthly possessions. Earthly wealth can be here today and gone today, right? So you don't want to do that. You want to put your confidence in God. In times of uncertainty, our faith and confidence and peace, we get the assurance of knowing that God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will never turn his back on us. There's a scripture in Hebrews from the Amplified Bible, I believe it's in Hebrews chapter 13, that God says, I will not, I will not, I will not. Three times he says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree uh, leave you hopeless or, or give you up or leave you without support. God is so dedicated to us. I, my confidence has to be in God. It can't be in me. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my fortress. He's my ever-present help in the time of trouble. And money can't buy that. There's a confidence that money can't buy. So I, I am resting in God and, I, and it's not in money. Money can come and go and money can go up and down and the market can fluctuate and all of that. And you can look at accounts and sometimes the accounts go up and sometimes the accounts go down. And you can look at your 401k and sometimes it looks like a 201k, right? But, 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 but that's not it. Your confidence has to be in God, not in stuff. And as long as your confidence is in there, in God and not in stuff, this is what the Bible says in Romans 10 and 11, Isaiah 49 and 23, those who place their confidence in God will never be disappointed. Say this, I will never be disappointed. In Romans 5 and 5 says, there's a hope that does not disappoint. I have a hope that does not disappoint. My confidence is in God and I will never be disappointed. Say amen to that. Now, I'm walking with God. Number five, a call to generosity. As I'm walking with God, God is walking with me. The Holy Spirit will lead me to be generous. When I have the heart of God, the heart of God is always focused on giving. Put this in the chat. I am generous. I have a generous spirit. I am blessed to be a blessing. I want to go out of my way to be a blessing to other people. I'm looking for ways to be a blessing. This is why when I tell people, hey, uh, if you want to give, I'm about to go to the Dominican Republic um, in about a week, Isabella and I. And so we're about to go see the kids. We're about to do all this stuff. We just had to, you know, because of inflation, raise the, the salaries of all of our team members in the Dominican Republic. Uh, obviously, because of inflation, the food costs more. So if you want to be a partner with us, go to rpministries.org, go to donate and make a donation. You're partnering with us. But whenever I, I say, hey, guess what? We have this opportunity. You could do this. Or if we're going to feed prisoners or if we're going to give away backpacks, if you want to be part of that, go to the ministry, go to the website and donate. People donate. You know why? Because if when you're walking with God, you have a heart to be generous. You want to give. You hear about something. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that. Why? Because your heart is in your giving, right? Because you, when you have the heart of God, you're generous. You just want to be a blessing. And when you're generous, you reflect the character of God in this world. You are blessing others. And when you do, you're storing up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt, neither do thieves to come in and break through and steal. So, so now, and not only that, but here's the thing, when I'm storing up for myself treasures in heaven and I'm giving unto God and I'm generous, here's the thing though, God will see to it that I reap a harvest on every seed sown. So the more I give, the more God gives to me. And that's just the cycle of blessing. Say, I walk in the cycle of blessing. Say it, put in the chat. I walk in the cycle of blessing. All right, number six, last point for today. The importance of spiritual richness. Say this, say, I'm rich towards God. That Jesus ends the parable with these words, rich towards God. This man was rich in stuff, but he was not rich towards God. You want, if you want a priority in your life, the priority should be this. I want to be rich towards God. I want to place God first over material wealth. I want to place God first. Uh, spiritual richness 
leads to a life of purpose and fulfillment and eternal rewards. I live a life of purpose. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm rich towards God. My relationship with God is my most important relationship, more than more important than money and anything. There's nothing in this world that can compare to my relationship with God. So you nurture this spiritual relationship through prayer and through worship and through the word. So let me close with this. Yesterday when I was in church, um, a lot of times when I'm in church, I have responsibilities. Either I'm preaching or, you know, something's going on in the service or I may be in charge of something, you know, this or that or whatever running the service, organizing things, being a facilitator, you know, whatever. But there are occasions where I'm in church and I have nothing to do, like no responsibilities. Yesterday was one of those days. <laughs> so when, when I'm there and I'm like, okay, all I can do now is just receive. I don't have nothing else to do. Then I could just be like, okay, now I just want to, I just want to participate. Right. And so during the praise and worship set, Oh my God, praise and worship was so good yesterday. So anyway, I went up to the altar and I worshiped like I like I normally do. But 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 because I had nothing else on my mind, I could just really worship, worship, worship. And when I get caught up like that, I was on my face, I was on my knees, I was laid out on the ground, I all kind of stuff. I had snot, everything. Like, you know, so uh uh, but when I'm like that, like, you know, I, I was almost like I lose myself in worship. And, and I really don't care. I do that in the car. I do that here. I do that in the church. I, I, I don't care. When, when I'm in worship like that, I really don't care who's around. It's almost like it doesn't register. I care less, right? I'm not there, really. Really, it's like I'm translated to another place and I'm, I'm with God and I'm in the presence of God. And in that moment, I just spent, I don't know how long I was on the floor, but anyway, I just was with God. When I'm there in worship, in the presence of God, enjoying, just enjoying God, just me and God, God and me. There's not a care in the world. In that moment, I'm not thinking about Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, Victory Christian Ministries International, Inspired Solutions. Uh, I'm not thinking about, you know, what we have going on in the Dominican Republic. I'm, I, there's so many things I'm involved with. I'm not thinking about any of that. When I'm just in the presence of the Lord, and it's just me and him, him and me, and I'm enjoying worship, it's in those moments that I remember what life is about. I come out of that, no earthly possession could ever compare to that. Nothing. There's nothing this world has to offer that compares to that. If you, if you have not experienced the presence of the Lord, shame on you. If you're born again, go spend time with God today. I mean, God has to be your number one priority. You need to spend some time with God. Now, the thing about it, when you're spending time with God like that, you realize that there's nothing this world has to offer that compares to that. Now, since we're talking about money in this parable, then when you come out of that, let me just say this. When God is your number one and earthly resources don't have your heart, then there's no limit to what God will give you from an earthly resources perspective, but you got to have the discipline to be able to manage it. God will not give you what you cannot manage. So maybe you're asking God for stuff that he can't give you because you don't have the discipline or, or the, the financial literacy, or you haven't built up the, the acumen required to be able to manage that. And if you can't manage it, God can't give it to you. God can't give you, God is not going to give you what you pray for. God is going to give you what you're prepared to manage. <laughs> and so if you can't manage it, then God can't give it to you. And, but if your heart is right and you can manage it, there's no limit to what God will give you. But at that point, it's not about the stuff, it's about him. You got it? Man, I gave you a lot today. That's it. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I pray that you were blessed. I know I was blessed. Let's close it out. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. 
I boldly declare that I renounce self-centeredness. My life is centered on you. I acknowledge that you're in control, so I submit my plans to you. I declare that my true wealth and my security comes from my relationship with you, not earthly possessions. So, Father, I embrace a heart of generosity. I'll give away whatever you want me to give away. And in so doing, I reflect your character in this world. I prioritize spiritual richness, nurturing my relationship with you above everything else. My life is filled with purpose, fulfillment, and eternal rewards because my life is filled with you. I cherish those moments when I am in your presence, realizing that there's no greater joy than being engulfed in your love and in your grace. And living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe. If you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Why would you not sign up? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. This was a good word, so I need you to do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for us because our heart is right towards God. Say, I'm rich towards God. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.